This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, you're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. And on a Friday, certainly unlike most others, maybe unlike any other we've had before because... Uh, obviously, last night, if you were a Memphian, I'm sure you've heard or saw pictures of the vigil last night. Uh, that included um, the parents, in this case, of Tyree Nichols and his mother, uh, his father, and the skateboarding community that Tyree Nichols was a part of. Uh, obviously, for anybody who's been under a rock, uh, Tyree Nichols stopped in a traffic stop this month um we've seen details now come out about what occurred during this traffic stop some don't have all of them yet but and don't have the video yet that's the other part about today is that apparently this video is going to be released at six o'clock this video of tyree nichols beating uh, by these five police officers who've all been charged uh arrested and john is it four on that last check four of the five had bonded out I don't I know if the, if the yeah, last officer is, is still in jail. Uh, but, yeah, we'll you know get another piece of this tonight in terms of this video that his mother has not watched yet but has had described to her as heinous and everything else. Uh, we've seen the attorneys compare it to the Rodney King beating. And so, I, I you know, I'm going to watch it. I've heard others come in before, or earlier today and say, well, you know, I don't – out of fear, you know, you don't, you don't want to see such things. Uh, I'm going to watch it. I certainly am. Um, I think it's a part of the, the, the process of holding the police department accountable because, again, you know, these five officers who were part of the Scorpion unit, this was, this was all under that umbrella. And obviously, you know, I know, I know C.J. Davis, the, the police captain, has come forward and said, listen, we gotta, we got to ask our own questions. They're doing an investigation of that, of that unit and of apparently other officers as well who may have been a part of covering this up or whatever else or, or the fact that this, you know, this, this kind of atmosphere, that this kind of thing can go on. Um, but 
we deserve those answers. The family deserves those answers. And hopefully the, the, the wheels of justice will continue to turn, right? Because we, we see that that is happening. Uh, listen, there's, there's national news media, you know, in Memphis, saw CNN, all that. And you know, Jeff touched on this. I'll say real quick, John. But I get the feeling that there are a lot of eyes nationally, a lot of news media outlets, expecting or maybe even hoping for the city to be in turmoil tonight, to burn, because those TV cameras, you know, they do better, Brad, John. You know, the ratings are better when something's burning, right? Let, let's give them something else. Let, let's, not, let's not give them that. It, yes, we said yesterday, we've said, this is a stain on Memphis, but let's show that national media. Now, you're not going to get what you're, what you're expecting or hoping for, not, not because the president asked yesterday, the president of the United States, or because the police chief asked, or because the mayor asked, but because Tyree Nichols' mom, who has to be feeling the most pain, showing the most grace, asked us to show him something different. And so, I, I don't know about you, John, I don't expect that tonight. I, I, I'm praying that we don't see that tonight, and, and, I'm, and I'm asking that we not give that to the rest of the world tonight. We show them, we show them, we show them our Memphis, you know, the best of Memphis. Yeah, um, I... I would like to believe that. I mean, I can't, you know, predict. And and sometimes, like, it, it's not even people who live here. You know, we've seen that across the country from, from you know, people who are living nearby areas or different states entirely mm-hmm. come in and, and, and are, you know, quote-unquote bad actors. Um, and so, you know, unrest and, and things like that. So, no, I mean, I think when you boil it down, when you think about the most, I guess you would, if you want to say, violent or um, inflammatory protests or riots or whatever word you choose to use, the majority of the time that I can recall is that they happened because there was a lack of action. That there was uh, there, you know, mm. the police officers in question were still suspended without pay or not indicted or you know somehow sh- you know shielded sure. from justice. And I think one thing you have to give, you know, the DA and the and the system here credit for, and this is not something that like you're going to catch me saying much, but they acted very swiftly on this. I mean, those guys were fired pretty much immediately, and they were indicted shortly after that. And they've all been booked, and they're all facing, you know, among other charges, a count of second-degree murder for what they did to Tyree Nichols. So I, I think in this case... You know, yeah, you will, you will, you will send a message because, regardless of whether they were charged or not, I mean, it still happened. They still, they still abused their power. You know, uh, allegedly. You know, this is still, this is America, and it is. You know, we are supposed to treat these things as innocent until proven guilty. But allegedly, they abused their power here, and for no apparent reason. And I mean, I've been racking my brain, and I've heard lots of rumors and things like that. And I'm sure you have too, but for no apparent reason, took this man's life, beat him to death. Um, and so, I still think that is worth taking a stand on, you know. But <clears throat> I would like to believe that because some action was taken and some dose of justice has already been served, that we can avoid as a community yeah. doing what honestly it feels like, as others have pointed out the nation wants to see like there is, it does feel like there is this morbid, uh, 
anticipation of chaos and and havoc and 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 I would like to say that we're gonna we're gonna rise above that. Um, I would like to say that. I'll put it. It's easier to say that with us not having seen the video yet. Very I, true. I, I, I mean, it's true because that that's just facts. I mean, the, all, like we're saying you know, this, and we haven't seen this three minutes apparently. Uh, uh, yeah. Of basically, the Rodney King beating from everything this has Absolutely been compared right. to. Absolutely right. So so and again, you we we've talked about we're, this all the time. Once you see the video, the it, it, oh, all that's feelings wrong. change. Yeah. No, it's exactly right. I mean. So, if you hear this young man calling out for his mom, and you don't know how this all uh, unfolded, I, you know, we don't know that. Like we are still flying blind as we discuss this. I, I feel like we have to discuss this, but in doing so, we are we are unfortunately operating from a position of ignorance because we have not seen, we have not seen it. And I'm with you. Like I think it's very important to watch it. Some people will disagree with that. Some people say, I don't want to see it. I think it's part of fixing what the issue is and, and we, getting police reform, everything else. If you don't watch it, how can you know you know, how to fix it? How serious the issue is. Right. How insidious it may be. Um, how, how, how deep it runs. How can you address it if you don't watch it? Um, not that I'm sitting here you know, counting down until whenever that, re- that release is, but I will, not, I will not go out of my way to uh, avoid it because... I think it's something that people need to see. You know, it is it is a problem. It is it has been a problem. And, you know, I think the more you know, information um and the more evidence that people have, the quicker these things can be fixed. The quicker we can come to some kind of solution. Whatever that is, I don't know, man. I mean, this is so, again, this is an institutional thing that is beyond anything that we can, we, we, you know, that's the thing, right? Like, you come on here and you feel this responsibility to discuss it, and, and, and but we, you know, you and I can't change it, you know? So that's the other, like, you kind of feel like you're pushing a boulder up a hill here, even though you feel like you have to do it. So that's the, that's the struggle, you know, just as a Memphian who, who has a platform here. Um, well, I, I would just ask that for those that are, that when they when when you watch this video, folks are already angry, and and this video either you know makes you angrier or whatever else. To again to go back to what Tyree Nichols' mom asked for yesterday would would just protest. Sure, you have a right to, and you have a right to be angry. But but in doing so, show the type of a type of restraint that these police officers obviously did not couldn't. I can't for the life of me figure out and 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 we've we've talked about you know race in this thing and I've I've heard it discussed but in this sense I in this sense it matters to me and I can't see how from this perspective I'm just open up here it's five black police officers beating a 29 year old young man Unarmed in this case, it appears. Right. Wasn't reckless driving, at least according to C.J. Davis. Beating him to death, somebody looked just like you. Right? And, and, and that's not to sit aside, you know, but, but it is different because you're, you're, those guys' sons look like that kid that you're beating to death. And if he's a non-threat, John, how does it get that far? How do you not see yourself on the ground? You know, I mean, that... I, I, and again, you know, th- this gets into the anger portion of it. We're certainly not trying to stoke any fires, but that's your your own that you're you're beating. Somebody could very well look like your son, and by all accounts, this young man was 
was as good as they come. Skateboarder, loved his community. Everything else was about nothing but love. How do you see him as a threat to the point that you're willing, you're gonna, you're gonna beat him to death? What, what kind of mindset does that require? That's why, John, we need to see it, yep. so we can get inside these scorpion units or whatever else, and again, get to some sort of standards. I, I know it's a tough job because again, when you're dealing scorpion, you're, you're, you're looking at a lot of times the worst of Memphis, right? So you got to go in there defensive and everything else because you're dealing with the. But, but clearly here in a non-threatening situation. It appears you still applied that same war zone mentality. That's got to get broken up. That's why we got to see it. Uh, and so, man, I, I, I'm hurting this for for his family, and I'm just amazed by the grace that family was able to show yesterday. I, I'm amazed by it. And it, as as angry as I think the city is, and and should be, and rightfully so, I think we have to follow their lead. Just in terms of applying it to tonight, I know city schools and others have canceled extracurricular events tonight. You know, extra stuff just be just out of you know precaution here. Right. Um, again, in in the case that something does, let's let let's show CNN and all the rest of these folks. You know, uh, uh-uh. uh. Let, let, let channel the anger into a determination that you're not going to get that. I, I agree. I agree. And I if hope that, if that's possible, I hope it is. I I, I know it is. I I, I also, pray that it is. I also understand and recognize that folks are tired you know and when you and when you are pushed to a limit like this community has been but i think you made a great point earlier because the wheels of justice seem right. to be turning right right that anger really i agree with that that I, powder keg really has a, more of a chance of exploding when when you're not get when when the people aren't exactly getting right. that well look yeah i mean when when so, when when it, when it is when the system is working as it is designed to work then i think you know Again, I, I I still believe that a message is not being heard um, clearly because this young man died. So there is the, the the message is still falling on deaf ears. The fundamental message, but in terms of you know damaging your community further and turning this tragedy into more tragedies, I think that is where I would hope that we can sort of have this you know have this line because again, I mean. Those guys were dealt with, like as these things go, instantly, instantly. The wheels of justice turn slow, you know what I mean? But not for these five, and it shouldn't have. I mean, this should have been very uh, cut and dry. There's video here, and I, and I and that's the part where when I talk about this with with you know Sam, my family, my friends, that's the part that you just can't, you just can't understand, because you know the body cameras are rolling. Oh, that's the other part of this. I mentioned that yesterday. This yesterday, that's not curbing or stemming anything, and so it makes you wonder how many incidents there have been, right? That don't come. If you, if you're, if, if, if you're in such a mind where I can do this with a camera on, yeah. How many times has it occurred before where this didn't come out? Is what I'm asking. That's why you got to go. Absolutely. I don't you know. You have to. You have to dig in. I think another complicating part of this, man, and it doesn't relate to these officers. But it kind of does. Is it like undeniably, man? Like we are, we we do have a, a huge problem in our city. You know, we do have a huge problem. And these guys were on the streets, and so you probably have to have this sort of approach in these streets because you're trying to clean up the community. You know, and we know we need it. Like we know that we have, and I'm not. You know, we can get into this whole conversation. Like it's, you know, what starts it in the wealth inequity and this. You know, but we know we have a, a crime problem in the city of Memphis. Um, 
But it's like this young man, clearly, whether he ran or not, I mean, we, we, we have his background. We know he had no criminal record. Like this young man, for him to, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, Ezekiel Kelly is out here shooting up people in AutoZone, and he's riding around, and he's shooting random people, stealing cars, and he got to walk away. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to do the math here. It's like how does he walk away? He's killing people and this guy gets beaten to death because he he fleed, you know. Well, you know why that we said said that yesterday, there were live cameras all over. There were there were people watching that. You'd beat him in front of that, you'd beat him in front of the world live. Right. You know, in this case you have officers who clearly think Yep. Even with the body cam on. Uh, that's what I don't know. That understand. we can get away with this. It's it's just it's mystifying. All of it is just so 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 again it's senseless. I, I do want to say this. There was a police officer called into Jeff. Jeff opened it up for calls of the police officer called. Very much appreciated the call because I think I think we're talking about a mindset here. What can you know and, and you touched on it well, you know, in 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 what can be described in some parts of Memphis as a war zone, you gotta go into there with a certain mindset, right, to deal with that. Maybe yep. that's that's part of the Scorpion unit. Yep. But this officer that called into Jeff talked about his mindset. And again, obviously, he didn't say he's part of any units or anything else. Maybe he's not. But he said his mindset's what's on the side of that car, essentially, is that he's serving. He talked about God, talked about everything else. But what he talked about the most was service, right, to serve and to protect. And how that's a mindset. Now, really, that, it's got to be one of the toughest jobs in the world. You, you have that mindset. You want to serve people you want to protect. And then in some cases, in some neighborhoods, you know, it's thrown out the window. You've got to be alert. You've got to be everything else. So it's a tough gig, but he talked about how important it is to him to do it the right way. There are folks inside that police department doing it the right way. I want to say how much I appreciate him in that call. He apologized for, yep. you know, on behalf, you know, it's colleagues in this instance, yeah. former colleagues now. But he talked about the difference in mindset there, John. And may, I don't know, maybe it happens to you after years on the force right. and you've seen some bad things and you harden up. But that's, that's got to be addressed. Yep. That you need more cops like the one, you know, you need them like the, I'll put it that way, you need them like, like the one that called into Jeff in that mindset. Yep. As hard as it is to do, you know, we, we, we need that. So I, I, I appreciated him calling in. I could tell he was hurting, man. Angry, hurting. Talked about his son. I had to talk with my son this morning because, again, this, everybody's talking about it. And, and it's, it's that. It's that, Chris, I don't care if they're white cops, black cops. They tell you, you have to. You have to. Because we see. This is an issue of police brutality, period. You know, transcends anything about race, anything else. It does. This is about br- police brutality, whatever. Throw that out there. So it doesn't matter if it's a black cop or oh, white no, cop. Had, had they been white, that would have been a totally different dynamic then, as well. I think my fear level about tonight would be much higher, Agreed. obviously. That's fact. That's facts. Yep. Yep. Because then you do. Yep. There's more to that story. Put race in, on top of the. Well, it's just what it represents historically, right? There's no question about it. And you see that. Yeah. That's a different level of anger. Yeah. I don't think there's any it question is. about that. It is. So it's a weird dynamic to, to like, it, it, it's just, you know, you're just, you, you feel you feel sick about the entire thing. You feel sick about the entire thing, and, and uh, your hope is that we we show people who we truly are tonight um, and come together and, and, and send a message um, that needs to clearly still be heard, but do so without, um, without giving our city another black eye. Um, but I also, t- I, again, I, I also know that people are tired, you know, and I, and I also know that people who, you know, when you feel cornered and you feel like things aren't changing, even though I think in this case you could say things change because of the swiftness of it all. Um, but I, but I, but that's again, been important. There's no question. I, I understand the range of emotions. And, and us saying this at 11 o'clock, 1130, 
we could come out here at 7.30, having seen the video, and have a totally different tone. And, 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 I still hope that, you know, that, that the conclusion would still be the same thing. Um, but it's just those emotions. You know, you can't, we can't predict the emotions that will be felt by, uh, by seeing this video. So, anyway, praying for Memphis, as always. Um, and, um, and just hoping to, uh, to, not, uh, to not complicate and compound the tragedies tonight. Uh, we'll come back. Anthony Sain's going to join us. We'll talk to him about this. Get us off to the Grizz as they get back in action tonight against Minnesota. All that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BetQL. The Memphis Grizzlies are finishing off a five-game road trip tonight in Minnesota. And while the Grizzlies have struggled on the trip, the BetQL model is expecting them to turn things around. Memphis is a short favorite as they visit the T-Wolves. And even without Steven Adams, BetQL is expecting the Grizzlies to handle Minnesota. With John Morant running their offense, the BetQL five-star best bet is to lay the points and take Memphis over Minnesota. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. His name is Anthony Sane. You should know him. He's the tribal chief of Grizz, Twitter founder of Asylum Media Group, and co-host of Grind Season, which we hope you're listening to twice per week. It's an Odyssey podcast. You can get it there or wherever you get your podcast. You can follow my brother Anthony at Sane Asylum. He joins us like he does every Friday. Gracious enough to do that. Saying uh, we'll talk about Grizzlies getting back after mm-hmm. tonight, trying to end this four-game skid tonight at Minnesota. We'll do that here in a second. But just your thoughts on where the city is, what's transpired in this Tyree Nichols case. Um, obviously, a lot's happened since we last talked to mm-hmm. you. We haven't we haven't talked to you publicly about this. Just w- what you're feeling, and 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 I'll go ahead and throw it on. What you're expecting tonight after um, the video comes I'll out. say this first. I don't I don't expect nearly as much as we're preparing for. And that's fine. It's not it's never a problem to to, to over prepare. Under preparing for something like this would be the worst case scenario. Um I don't think the fact that these guys are have been convicted, they've been let go, and it doesn't seem like the city's putting up any resistance to cooperate as far as discipline is concerned. 
Um, I think that factors in. I think the fact that these are black men that did this to another black man, um, that people won't be as outraged uh, when they see the actual video as well. Um, I, I heard y'all talking about that. I think there's something that's undeniable <clears throat> about the whole situation. Not saying that this is an excuse. I don't want that to come off. But I think the fact that, that, it's, that it is uh, black, pe- black police officers that committed the crime, it will have an effect as far as um, outrage. And like, we, like I said, the fact that they've been convicted, I think that's a big deal as well. I, I, don't, really, I don't really expect anything major to happen. Some people, all they need is an excuse to do stupid mm-hmm. stuff. So you will see some of that. But I don't think it's going to be something where um, it's going to be anything major. It's, <clears throat> it's an extremely sad situation anytime the people that are um, paid and appointed to um, serve and protect you fail in that area and do the complete opposite. So it's it's always a sad situation. I haven't looked too much into um, the backstory of, of Tyree or anything like that, but um, none of that really matters, you know what I mean, because um, it's still somebody who died who didn't deserve to die. And I don't know what he did. Uh, why, I, I really even, haven't even looked into it as far as what he got pulled over for. I heard it was something simple. but well, He said reckless driving. Right. C.J. Davis has come out and said that that appears not to be the case right. at all. None, none of that matters because, um, you know, we grew up in a time where people like to say just comply and all those type of things. We have to remember that a police officer's job is to serve and protect and to bring people to justice, not to play executioner especially. And these type of situations is always um, a super disgusting thing to say. That needs, uh, it needs remedy, it needs resolution for sure, man. Like when you look at um, – and I was, I was talking to a friend of mine um, the other day who's a pretty influential person in the city. And they were saying that one of the biggest issues is <clears throat> with the the poverty level and low income, low resources in the city of Memphis, a job being a police officer is, <laughs> you know, you got guys who go from working at Amazon or working at Fed to now they're police officers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just like applying for any normal job. And there's limited training. And you got guys who might not have been the best character guys before they were police officers. And being a police officer should be a job that you are a, a you're called to, where you feel like you have a responsibility to the city, not just you're supposed to serve and protect, not you know just go to work and get a check. Like it's not that type of situation. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be that type of situation. And you got people who, and and the bigger issue to me is that we're throwing police at a problem in the city instead of actually dealing with the, the problem. They're just throwing more police at, it, and you're hiring more inexperienced officers to. Like I said, throw police at the problem, and you get these type of things where people's character is terrible. And guys, and, and guys are going from you know working in a warehouse environment or going and working wherever, and oh, now I'm a cop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what other super important job can you do that in? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I can't just go up and say, man, you know what? Um, I think the, I think that um, the law I think the law should be better. You know, I, I'm gonna go apply and be a lawyer tomorrow. Or I'm going to go be a doctor. I, you know, I, I don't like how my grandmother's brain surgery went. Let me go be a surgeon tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't. Yes. But you can, I can turn around right now and say, I'm going to be a cop. And it's, in six months, Anthony Sane is a police officer. Like, it should, be, it should be the best of the best. You should be paying the best of the best well. And I think, there, I think that I'm not trying to fix the, I'm not trying to give a, a city hall meeting with this. But I also think that one of the bigger problems is police officers don't have any involvement in the cities that they police outside of their job. Like, there's no, you don't see pl- police officers being a part of the community. I'm not going to, I think they should live where they serve, like in that neighborhood. I think that would fix a lot of stuff if, if, if they 
really can understand the culture and the climate of where, of where they're serving. But do something, whether it's community events, basketball games, volunteering with youth groups, churches, whatever you're doing. I think that that should be part of your responsibility, whether it's something is paid or just a requirement of your job, that you should know. Because I think the police officer job is a very important role in the in the ecosystem of the city, mm-hmm. and it just can't be some guy getting a check. And it's just too much of that happening because we're throwing police at a problem instead of really just dealing with the problem. You are the father of a nine-year-old mm-hmm. black son named Gabe. Mm-hmm. Do you discuss this with him? Is it something you will? And and how is that is that important? And and if so, mm-hmm. how will you? What, I, what will I you tell him? I have not discussed this particular situation with him because it's no different than what we've been seeing, other than the color of the officers. You know, what I mean, we. This same thing with police officers going over the line is not a new situation. And I remember a few years ago during the pandemic when stuff was going on, um, he was uh, he saw people getting pulled over. And he started talking about that. He saw me get pulled over, started saying stuff like that. And But he's, like I said, this isn't, this isn't a new road. This isn't a first-time trip for black boys. You know, I've had, this, I've had these conversations when he was way too young to be talking to him about it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you have to always continue to talk to him about. So it's not anything new. I'm just praying for my city, man, and just ho- hoping that everything will go well. I don't think anything. You're gonna have something, but I don't think it's gonna be like you wake up and it's World War Three in in Memphis tonight. So, uh, but I'm not upset that we're preparing that way either way. So, does it does it not blow your mind that because it does for me that this happened with like there was no talk of oh no body camera footage. It was off. Like it was mm-hmm. on. It was very much on. Mm-hmm. We're going to see it. That blows my mind that this still happened even with that. Yeah. It, it's it's really sad, man. But when people are sick, logic doesn't really matter. Like, we we often, too, too often, too often times in life, we try to uh, rationalize the mind of a madman. You know what I mean? And that's not always, it never makes sense. You can't make sense of everything. So uh, when people aren't in their right mind, they might do anything, man. So I'm, I'm not surprised of, of how ugly and how nasty this could possibly be. Is, is 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 you you know you mentioned like doing more things in the mm-hmm. community like do you, is do you think that is the that is the heart of the problem that there is a disconnect? nobody knows anybody right like like you do you know your neighbors kind of <laughs> do you know yours like when I was a kid man I knew my entire street like ten houses down going yeah. both ways you know what no I mean? no I think that's I think that's a and good that point. kind of stuff matters man like and we think it doesn't and we we've, we've all arrived we're all doing well in life we're right. doing okay but the fact that we don't know each other that matters. And, back, and if you got police officers where um, if if some kid, if some black kid or some black teenager is out and he's doing something, you pull him over, he's like, you know, Steven, what are you doing? Oh, man, my bad, John. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what exactly, I mean? exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's naturally, it, it, the way it's set up is oh, naturally I, oh, adversarial. I, yeah, I know this kid is having a bad day or I know he right. didn't do that. What are you exactly doing? Right. Like your parents are so-and-so. And you're out here. Exactly right. All right, I'm going to call your dad. Oh, don't call my dad. You know, whatever. It, it, it can be that type of stuff. My brother was telling the situation where um, he got pulled over. My brother's like, works in PR now and has worked with the president, vice president, all these people. And he was telling the situation where he got in trouble in school and he was able to have a man-to-man conversation with the police, with the police officer because it was just a different day. Yep. Like he, the police officers knew the kids in the neighborhood. Yep. These guys were just hired to go police the city, and they get off work and they go home and oh, I can't stand these people. And it's like there's no connection. If if we could get that connection back, not just on a police level, just on a person-to-person level, period. Because yep. nobody nobody knows their neighbors, man. And if and if sometimes like 
when people say, oh, I'm scared to go in so-and-so. I'm scared to be in this neighborhood. Yeah. I can, I'm a living witness, bro, that simply speaking to that dude that looks shaky ends a lot of the, ends a lot of the fear because you'll see he's a person just like you, and he might be as scared as you as you are as him. I didn't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I didn't understand the dynamic until I was, you know, probably a teenager. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten pulled over being white, mm-hmm. driving, and I've gotten pulled over as a passenger with a brother driving. Mm-hmm. And it's anecdotal. You know what I'm saying? It's just one story. Right. But, bro, I cannot even – I cannot even – I mean, it was 10 degrees of, of the difference in the no, way yeah, that but... I was – I mean, I got. I had to come out – as the pastor, I had to come out of the car. We weren't even doing anything, right? right. He was just, they just followed us out of a gas station. I had to come out of a out of car. They pat me down. They assumed that I was buying weed from him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then when I get pulled over as I'm driving by myself, it's like – all right, benefit of the doubt. Right. Have a great day. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But like to, to have experienced, like it's this is not just a a, a myth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a real thing. Like it's out here happening, and it happened to to Tyree mm-hmm. Nichols. Right. You know, and I, again, maybe there's more details that we don't know. I yeah. don't know. Our our facts on this case are just so incomplete. Yeah. But but man, this is out, and it's been happening, and and that's why I think yeah. like nothing. Would surprise me tonight. I mean, I hope it does not happen because Justin was served. But people are tired, and so nothing yeah. would surprise me. Are you gonna watch this video? I really don't have a. I don't. I think it'll be unavoidable. I'm sure I'll see some glimpse of it on my timeline or somewhere on the news or something. I don't. I'm not gonna go searching for it. Though. Like I don't. I don't have any desire to go look for it. That's that's another thing too, man. Like everybody's talking about. I'm glad you asked that too because everybody's talking about. Man, when people see this video, they're gonna go crazy. Man, we are so desensitized to stuff at this point, man. Are we really going to be that phased by what we see? Because we, we watch so much crazy stuff, whether oh, it's, I think it's movies, television. I think, I think it will, but it's like we, we have such a lust and desire to see wild stuff, man. It's like how long would it really, how long would it outrage really last is, is something I'm wondering. But like I said, I'm, I'm, da- I'm down for the, the. I heard the, uh, the dispatch, and even the dispatch mm-hmm. was pretty chaotic. For real? I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a really. It's, it's going to be hard to watch. Yeah, why I won't be watching. Do you think? Do you think the average person needs to see it? No. Why would, they, why would you need to see it? Like if it was well, because a lot of people probably like they don't like to uh, you know believe that this mm-hmm. is happening. The average person, right? Well, the average black person needs to see it because that's yeah. that's an everyday fear of ours. White people knock yourself out. If y'all want to watch it, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with. I, I, there's no, I, I don't see why anybody black would want to watch it at all. Yeah, you know I mean, so well we, because there's a, you are you know mm-hmm. we've lived that and yeah. had stories of that passed down to us forever, and it's not, and just because it's you know black people in this particular situation who did this to this man, it doesn't the 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 police system and you know people of authority have done have, that's happened to us throughout history. So, it's, but don't it's you nothing new? Don't you think that? And, and maybe I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. don't you think that the average white person benefits from this veil of ignorance that like seeing this video and hearing mm-hmm. what's going down in this video could remove and, and, and maybe get people thinking about it in a totally different way? I don't know. I don't know if it will because, like I said, this it's not the first and won't be the last time this happens. So. I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah, hopefully we're not discussing yeah. this again anytime soon. Especially not this you're close you're to right, home. it won't be the last. Yeah, especially not this close to home, though. Right. Um, Grizzlies tonight. They're at Minnesota. It does feel unimportant at this point. Yeah. But, uh, you, we don't need any more escapes. No. I hate to hear people say that. Too. We need, need an escape from all this. No, we don't. 
<laughs> it's not. We so, need to deal with this. It's not, it's not an escape. It's just yeah. something that's happening while the rest of the right. world, you know, world spins. Uh, how, how concerned are you? I've got a little bit of a gauge on our podcast. Oh, it, very it, much. It, on this Friday, still morning, mm-hmm. how concerned are you about the Grizzlies having lost four straight? I'm concerned for sure, man, because it's like every team with a pulse in the West is is giving us what we giving us what we don't want for sure. Like we came out saying we're not worried about the West, and okay, we're not worried about the West, but Every team in the West has heard you say that, has handled you since you said that. You know what I mean? Like it. And it's, that's not a good place to be, man. And um, there are teams around you who, who who did certain things and are doing certain things and will do certain things to continue to be better. And it's getting to the point where we can look very arrogant and wrong come the end of the season. I'm I'm down for we need to make some type of move. Just I don't, I don't think going into the playoffs as constructed, sure you get Danny Green. I'm a big Danny Green component. Been been talking about Danny Green when we first picked him up. Like, hey, that's a guy who can help you off the court and come. I was thinking, you know, March or April before we see him, or May even before we see him. But seeing him in February is going to be a a big addition. I understand that, but we still there's still some things about this team that don't really make sense. One thing I talk about all the time: the biggest conundrum is how good Stephen Adams has to be for this team to be good. That is not an ideal situation that, that you need Steven Adams as much as you do, that you need his offensive rebounding, you need his toughness. Let's just get some guys that can make those shots. Maybe you mm-hmm. won't need Steven Adams to get, grab misses as much and, and give us another chance to score. Um, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm joking around, of course, but it, that, is a, that is a conundrum. That's not a good place to be because Steven Adams is not supposed to be this much of a factor in what you're doing, especially when we've seen uh, times in the playoffs where he can't play. Right. He couldn't play against Minnesota. You know what I mean? And even against Golden State, who slowed it down a little bit, Kevon Looney was still working us you know, on the boards anyway. Um, I think we need more guys that can knock down shots. Seeing guys like Zaire Williams go 0 for 7 or 6, whatever he did, Dylan Brooks shooting horribly from 3. We need more guys that can knock down shots to make. Because if, if, you, if you don't have Adams on the court to set screens for Ja, you, need, you have to have guys in the perimeter that can knock down shots to give him lanes to the basket because – it's it's just the whole Steven Adams thing can really be a problem soon. You know what I mean? So um the, the fact that he's gone for the next three to five weeks is is a really tough conundrum for sure. Yeah, so is that I mean, is that Beasley? I don't know. I mean, do you like it? Ain't, him it ain't John Conchar and Zaire Williams right now. No, is it is the uh I think Saints down there ready to go big. Who? You like you keep you yeah. take a swing because he's ready to win now. He Are wants to win the title box? this season. If, ready to go yard. If OG Ananobi is available, and we're talking about, I don't want to give three picks instead of two, or whatever. That is crazy to me. So I'm like, if you if you can add that guy to what you have, and you and you you're don't, that sold on, I do. You, I like the fit. I think you, other teams are going to bid more. Maybe that's what, what I'm saying. If, 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 who would bid more? Who's really got more? Who's actually contending? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't. It, you know, you got some. Maybe New Orleans could, could throw a lot at him. Who sure. they, they, they are they giving up on Brandon Ingram? I don't know what they. Nah, they would I don't think they would have to do all that. You don't I, think so? I think Toronto wants picks more than anything. I, mean, I just feel like that's too much repetition down there, though, with Ingram and yeah. Zion and CJ and you know. Then you they add got OG. a lot of they got a lot of There's mini just, OGs out there anyway. Yeah, Herb Jones. I guess you would send him off. Yeah, and I hate to say this, I know y'all probably get mad, but not now because y'all are kind of down on him too. But if there's if there's a Dylan Brooks for OG trade, hey, give me a give me a Canadian catchphrase to throw right there. <laughs> well, it is like I don't know, I don't know one, but if there's I, one, you know, it's crazy. Whatever means we'll holler at you. 
Because we were talking about this yesterday. Me and Jason came here last week. We had, we did a whole open on Dylan. Like, man, mm-hmm. you can't get rid of that dude. You've had the game-winning block against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of that dude. And then, like, he's just been terrible every game since. It's like yeah. you can't – you can never plant your flag on Dylan because, yeah. like, he'll just do the opposite. And just like I said with the Steven Adams stuff, yes, it's great that Steven Adams is an, is an elite-level offensive rebounder. But the fact that he has to be that because we're missing so many shots, yep. that's not a good thing. That's like, right. Dylan does a lot of great stuff, but – yep. There, yeah, Dylan got the game winner. He got the block at the end of the game, which is tremendous. I jumped out of the couch and ran around the house when we beat Cleveland. But yep. there was a couple of Dylan Brooks plays that led up to reason why we were only why we were down one, or yeah. up only up one. Well, to your the point, game, then so. can this not be a chance for a silver lining in the fact that you have to do something now with him without him with him off the floor? I, get use Jaron in other mm-hmm. ways, like use your bigs in other ways, where if this forces you now mm-hmm. to move on. I think I think that a few weeks ago when we were all holding hands and excited that we were getting a different version of Dylan, it looked good. And we were thinking, yeah, there's no way they're not going to sign Dylan this summer. That was all, Jason. I don't, I don't think that's his green light. I don't think that's his flashing go as it was a few weeks ago. I think there is more of a possibility that Dylan won't be here this summer. And I think just to let him walk would be criminal. You know what I mean? It will yeah. just be like you're talking about a guy I mean, who's got definite He's not value. playing well right now at all, man. Yeah, yeah. I, was t- I was talking about Steven Adams off the floor, oh. which was a different question. Y'all mm-hmm. went back to Dylan. What are you I, saying about Adams? I was talking about with Steven Adams, your conundrum. You're, ta- you're talking mm-hmm. about how you – It's tough, man. He shouldn't be this important guy, should knock down shots. I said that, that this could, to your point, be a silver lining that you have to do something. Oh, else. yeah. You have to get Jaron more yeah. involved as a – you know, th- those kinds of mm-hmm. things. Get it figured out without him like you had it figured out in the playoffs last year when, right. he, when you were pulling him off the floor. Yeah, and they, they have to do – It forces you. They have to do more, man, because when I saw – to your point, when I saw Adams go down, and then it was like, okay, they're going to start Tillman. I was like, man, y'all like super unserious, bro. Like, I mean, just do Jaron and uh, Santi, which is the what everybody everybody's calling for. It's a yeah. matchup nightmare. It gets you two shooters on the court in your in your front line. You're going to lose a lot with Adams anyway. You can't replace what Adams does with Tillman. You can't replace what Adams does with Clark. So just go Adams. I mean, just go Jaron and Santi. Agree. And they're just like that type Barely of stuff. Barely got any of it last game. Yeah, just do it because that could be if Jaron and Santi works. That could be a tremendous front court in the future. New, yeah. yeah, it changes everything if those two guys can work together, and it, and, and you create new lanes for Jaw because you've got guys on the outside that are super versatile, can knock yep. down shots, can take you off the dribble, both can defend the rim. Uh, that's where I'm at as far as that goes. But yeah, it's I don't know, man. The way the way that they do stuff, just the fact that they rolled Tillman out their first game, it's like that that alone just showed me like y'all y'all are not trying to take advantage of this situation. So. Um. How how much hope do you hold out for Daddy Green? Um, I'm about I'm about seventy something percent confident that he'll be good. Like we'll we'll see. Like oh man, like this can really work. Like he'll get. See, he needs to. People, the thing was okay when we first got him. I was like, oh, he could play. He could play the Conchar role where he gets like ten minutes a game, which was Jitty's role last year. Like the ten minutes a guy game guy. Man, he might have to be in the. You know, backup role like he's some. He's either a two or a three coming out the bench, like Zaire, more like yeah. Zaire's. Yeah, because I I hate that that's where we are with him, but that's where we are with him because Zaire and Zaire, the plan was this. You would have thought this summer that Zaire, they were planning that Zaire would take a jump in some combination of of Conchar plus one of the rookies we acquired, whether that's Laravia or Roddy, will be your wings, and none of that has happened. Zaire hasn't stepped up. Conchar has been awful the last few few weeks. I feel like he's done, and yeah, because he's he's like feels like he's totally out of rotation now. Plus, yeah. I know he has a, some well, he's concussed. Stuff. Yeah, and then well, uh, hey, does he have a concussion? <laughs> does he? Could the brain injury just be sorry? Could that be what it is? 
I mean, regression, yeah. Yeah. Something. <laughs> some condition going on there. Hurt feelings or something. And yeah. um and neither neither Roddy or LaRavia have proven to be a rotation player. So Right. They're looking they're looking like Danny Green might be the best guy coming off the bench in a wing spot now, which is not where you want to be at all. So I mean, you could do worse though. I mean, it could be yeah, Zaire Williams. <laughs> you know? I mean Poor Zaire. I, 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 the yeah, com- y'all been whipping. The him. comparison I made was uh, to him, and it's the you know not nearly as high as stakes, mm-hmm. but James Wiseman with the Warriors, like the yeah. timelines don't match up. Yeah, they need Zaire to be ready. Yeah, we need him to be good sooner than he is. Because there are to be guys ready. that are his age and younger that were drafted after him that are good. A yeah. guy asked me like, name a guy. Like, you really want me to name guys that are right. better than Zaire? Yep. He was drafted at ten. Yeah, you want me to start? Really want me to yeah, name no, guys? I, I think he needs to go to like uh, Houston or something and just like just be terrible. Just play. And, hey, I'm gonna yeah. say this too. I said this on my podcast. And they said I was crazy. They argued with me this morning. I'm gonna say this on the radio too. Do not tell me. That if Cam Reddish had the oh same opportunity as Zaire Williams has, that he would still be Cam Reddish. Don't don't do that to me, man. Cam is ba- Cam is a better player than Zaire. If we dra- if we drafted Cam Reddish and put him through the hand holding, coddling stuff we do with all our players we're trying to develop, he would not be the Cam Reddish you see being squandered in New York. Zaire Williams is the greatest. He's a way better talent than are, uh, Zaire. Are you, are you gonna put a new brain in Cam? That's what you're gonna do. Oh, you're gonna on. change now, his now basketball. That man's stupid. That man's stupid. And this, see, this, Z- Zaire Williams is the that. Grizzlies version Zaire's of Jaden s- Hardaway. <laughs> y'all, y'all keep this when this he kid is. turns it around. He is. Exactly John Moran is, believes bro, in bro gets, bro is out there doing cardio. Hey, don't let the Michael y'all Cole you. The Michael Cole will call in and argue about uh, Zaire. He's like he's he's a marvelous side of uh, a. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you got to oh, hit. He your, loves Zaire, bro. You got to hit your wagon to a different one. He's bro. a mar- he's, he's a, a marvelous side. Of you got to <laughs> hit your wagon to a different one, dog. Oh man, that man said he's Jade Hardaway. Man, it's, it's foul, bro. It's, it, for this team, bro, he'd be out there missing threes. Like, <laughs> He's the Donnell Mack of the Grizzlies. Donnell Mack made threes, bro. Yeah, did he really, though? Yeah, Donnell Mack. I'm just saying, oh, Jaden Harley out there getting 15 minutes a game, he'll finish with zero. Bro, I'm not making excuses for Zaire no more, man. I, he's a like, top 10 at, pick, at all, bro. Yeah. Like, you, like, people are like, oh, he was hurt. Man, he's been, he, he's been back for like two months, man. And we're still acting like Zaire is like, come on, man. No. Yeah, I think Jason. Y'all wrong. Jason, Y'all been a little too heavy-handed Jason right Do not tell me that, if, if, Do not tell me we drafted Cam Reddish and said, dude, we're going to give you every opportunity to succeed. Go hoop. What Cam Reddish it? would be way better than what Zion. Was this the 2021 draft? Yes, he's the same age as Zion. You, you Zion. The, the Grizzlies are the only organization in the NBA that can properly develop a kid, man. What? It, because we give, g- we give him. guys every opportunity to Like succeed. Trey Murphy. Look at Trey Murphy. He was drafted 17. Bro, you you telling me. I that, said it should have took him that day. That if we got Cam Reddish. You telling me we got Cam Reddish instead of John Concha, that Cam Reddish is going to be worse than John Concha? Well, no, yeah. well, no, that's a different conversation. Not even close. Don't but look at all the opportunities so. we give guys like John Cusack. I mean, if you look at the majority of the top ten, bro, the majority of them are either awesome or on the track to be. Cade, Jalen Green, Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Jonathan Kaminga had 20 the other night, Franz Wagner there in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only busts that I see are Zaire Williams, Davion Mitchell, and maybe Jalen Suggs. So 70% of the top ten was was like lit, and you bro, were on the 30% don't, side. Don't, mm-mm. Now it does give me. I mean, it does drop off after that though. James Booknight, what I don't have is he even playing? Primo is out here, you know. Hey, free free Josh Primo though. Actually, would I take him on my team right now? Stop. (laughs) You take anybody, fool. A warm body replaced Contra and Zaire. That's all. Josh Primo, come on, man. Josh Primo, man. He he got problems. He got to do some therapy. Hey, that's cool. Oh, Chris Duarte would have been a good one. He's pretty good. Don't get me started, bro. Don't don't act like Zaire is this man. Anyway. And, I, and I'm pro Zaire, bro, but it's like, don't 
Well, don't act like somebody else is giving them it. same opportunities wouldn't have been great here, bro. Yeah, it is. See, now y'all got me on my house, man, because I'm, I'm looking at, like, like, don't tell me that if that you wouldn't rather have Rui Hachimura and Cam Reddish on this roster than Zaire Williams and John Conchar. But y'all are lying. That, but is that, You're is, lying. That, is that a choice? Is that a choice you that could have been made? You could have did that and kept Zaire. You could have traded uh, your boy LaRavia and got uh, Rui Hachimura. Well, I'd have done that. For sure. I think we're getting a little bit too arrogant, bro, with these, like, average dudes we get. Like, for real. Like, them guys at the end of our bench are not – them dudes, if Zaire Williams was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks and then traded to the New York Knicks right. paying for uh, uh, Budenheiser – not Budenheiser. Um, the Knicks Tibbs. coach. Tibbs. If he was traded to yeah. pay for Coach Tibbs, he would be, wor- he would be Cam Reddish. <laughs> you mean, like, in terms of, like, how they hate him? He'd be- Cam a slick – Bro, all star. It's all situational, though. It's situational. Like all this stuff matters, bro. Where you are, how, how that team views you, how right. they develop you, that stuff matters, bro. Cam Reddish went to Atlanta. Atlanta said, "Screw the young players. You're gonna go get some vets." Yeah. They got Cam about it. He went to New York, mm-hmm. playing for Coach Tibbs, who hate young players too. If you had Cam Reddish in a place like Memphis, where he would be developed, he would not be the same dude you see in New York. I know. Bo Tyler was 26 to that draft. I mean, y'all better stop. You'd like to bring in Jamario Rivers. <laughs> Oh, crazy. He might so. be better than. Uh, yeah, he'd be better than Zaire and Contra, according yeah, I, to you. I, if I were betting it, I would bet against him being a, a serious rotation player for the Ooh. Grizzlies. Zaire. Bro, if Zaire Williams him. played in another team, he would not be Zaire Williams, bro. You would not be hearing his name. Because when, when, he when he, he'd be at the G League. When he first got here, he was terrible. Right. And the Grizzlies kept playing him, kept yep. playing him, kept playing him until he yep. got better and he was good well, last year. I, I can't. Be, you don't get those opportunities well, in other teams. Bro. You can't be too hard on the Grizzlies because they have drafted so well. I mean, Desmond and Santi at the end of the first round, I mean, that's. That's wild. Yeah. They do reserve the right to miss occasionally. Somebody I mean, just texted me. I don't even know what this is. They said, I'm listening to you now. Zaire shot 39% from the field on 13 points per game his senior year of high school. He ain't never been good. Well, I saw Cam Reddish be one of the best players in the country in high school. Yeah. I saw this. Yeah. Don't tell me that if you gave that dude the same opportunity, he well, wouldn't be they, uh, good. You got to find out who that is. You got to find out. This, How did Cam do an all-star voting? So what? He got he get your vote. He got he got Sade's vote. I'm just saying. Who? Cam, Cam Reddish. No, he, he got right he, over. Get, he got your fan vote. No, but I took I took John Conchar's nickname away. I stopped calling that man Jitty. Like you you too trash for me to call you a nickname. You, uh, you're getting Jonathan, whatever your middle name is. His Conchar. government name. Yeah. And what happened? Is it just because the role got to, the role increased and and we saw more of him? I don't know. I've heard somebody say that he got that he might have got the big head a little bit. Oh, stop. Based on what? When the last time you seen him get a 10-rebound game or even, like, play hard? Uh, yeah, he got paid a little bit. Yeah, I think he kind of got a little carried away. Might have. Yeah, I, th- understandable. I, I think what Hey, ha- y'all, the whole city on me an apology for him, too, man, because y'all used to lambast me. I used to listen to Jeff call me out almost every day about giving John Conchar a hard time. Uh, Conchar was never. I need the whole city to say right now, let down your show. windows and say, John Conchar, sorry, I want to hear it in the studio. Yeah, that was never uh... – <laughs> I want everybody in the city to roll down the as, window. As many people know, I have a, a, an uncanny ability to evaluate white players. Yeah, white American players. And John Conchar just never made the cut for me, you know? He just did. And I, I came over here and I apologized. I was like, yeah, I was wrong. That dude can play. Yeah. Man, trash. Anyway. He, he, he just, I think what happened is the role got a little bit too big, too big for his one. ability. You know, he. That's what I was telling Jason. Like, it's easy to look good in six minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You come in, hit a couple shots, get yeah. a couple rebounds. Yeah, he's shooting forty some percent yeah. on two attempts <laughs> yeah. a game. But when you get sh- him ten attempts, he's yeah. hey, look how oh. many shots that is. Yeah, but when your minutes go up by like you know three and a three half, three and a half. Yeah, 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 you get sorry. Like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not. Oh so, man, the extra three minutes. Hey, he still only has two rebounds. Yeah, exactly. you know? <laughs> come on, man.
Don't tell me Cam Reddish would be that sorry. Hey, man. real quick before we get you out of here, man, on the on to the sorry team in town. <laughs> uh, Penny, Penny Hardaway just won his 100th game last night. Shout out, man. How about that? Where, we we were discussing this off the air. Like, where is he at as far as all time? I'm sure he's up there. In whatever. percentage, in in terms of winning percentage, I don't yeah. have like uh, I do not have like fastest to 100. Where is yeah? He? I don't have that. I'm I'm really efforting to. Yeah, get I was surprised that. that the school didn't have a number on that in yeah, the man. in the release. Hey, no, that he was second or third fastest from so many. Yeah, he got to be up there. Yeah, but I believe he is uh, he is fourth or fifth all time in winning percentage at just under 67. percent Okay. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is fifth, sixty-eight percent. Hey, you know who's who's? I'm about to I'm about to bump somebody up, man. Y'all writing this down? What's today's date? Today's the twenty-seventh. Uh, I'm about to bump somebody on that team out of the sorry uh, row. Okay, the skinny dude. Uh, it's a lot with of the braids in his head. The, I think his name is Keontae Kennedy. Yeah, Keontae. Welcome yeah. aboard. Come on over, Keontae. Get who, out. Get out of the like sorry pile. You like Keontae now? Bring that man out of the sorry pile, man. Who today, does he? Who does he join? Uh. <laughs> just Kendrick? Is it just Kendrick? Kendrick is in part of, the, of DeAndre Williams. All right. I, I'll, I'll come on over, Kendrick. I'll allow yeah. it. Yeah, the, come the, on over, man. Welcome. Welcome, son. Yeah. Things are looking up. They are. Same bringing over more Tigers. Yep. That that has all the makings of a run now. We have three We have three Two players. and a half dudes. Yeah, two and a half in the not sorry pile. That sounds like a Sweet 16 run. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I will say this. You get all three not to be sorry at the same time. Hey, if them folks <laughs> That's get, a team, man. How many you need? If them folks play Alabama in the second round. It's over. I'm, Alabama I'm, getting up out of here. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly for for, This is Penny Hardaway's best starting conference. It is. This is I told y'all this is going to be his best team, bro, but they're just not good players. Like, now I'm going to tell you who the sorry dude. I hope his mom and dad ain't listen. I hope he ain't listen. I'm going to tell you the sorry dude on the team. Uh-oh. Uh, well, that, I think oh, you just is. gave it away. Y'all might want to go to commercial. No, no. He ain't local. Okay, good. That's fine. Uh, I know who it is. That number zero dude, McCadden. Oh, come on, that dude bro. is cheeks, man. I, he is not worse than bro, KO. Every time I cut, a, whoa, every time whoa, I cut whoa. the game on, I don't watch a lot of Tiger games. I watch them pieces of. Them. Every time I like flip back, that dude is mishandling the pass <laughs> or bumbling the rebound. Like, man, get this booty dude up out of here, man. <laughs> Hey, now hold on now. Elijah to the McCaddens, I apologize. Elijah, to the McFadden. He's playing relatively. I'm not well talking about y'all. I said McCadden, not McFadden. Shout out to Scooter McFadden. Darren McFadden. No, y'all them, I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about McCadden. That dude is. He did cheeks. have 18 against UCF. Okay, what does he do? I, I've he seen does, he does the every time thing. I cut on, like if it's crucial, like if it's like a tight game, I'll see I'll see KD break a dude down. And his, his defender come over, he'll pass it to that dude. He fumbling with the pass. I mean, get this dude up out of here, bro. He's not the worst player on the team. He the worst dude I haven't seen. To the McCadden family, I apologize. Demario Franklin might be the worst player on the team. Oh, because y'all hyped him up. K.O. was the worst player on the team. No, that Franklin dude, like as far as hype goes, that was a dude like, man, you think we're about a week away, man, about a week away. Man, it's hard as it is. Hey, he said he was the third best player. I think we're about to. Heard an update. His coach coach had a meeting with uh, like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like I don't understand I'm why. Sorry like, I don't understand. I don't understand why the coach at UIC was just man, like, all right, all right, like, we'll see you, bro. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Like, we wish you the best, man. That dude's sorry. Yeah, he had two games. Hey, uh, I told you I went to uh, Cozy Corner and like the whole team was in there. I thought I was about to get my ass whipped. I told y'all about that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 